This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom and welcome to Practical Spirituality here in the Holy City of Yerushalayim. And this is going to be a special class where we were going, we're going to, what we often do in Practical Spirituality is we take apart a particular uh, item that we, uh, often an item of prayer that we say regularly. We take something that we say quite often and uh, and then we we uh, we go into it in depth to uh, we go into it in depth to discover what is its true meaning. So we're going to do that today with a particularly special prayer, which is called Yedid Nefesh. Yedid Nefesh is uh, one of the special prayers for Klai Yisrael. It's a love song, actually, to God. And it's uh, one of the less understood ones, so let's let's understand it and uh, let it supercharge itself up for us from now on when we say it. Um, people often say it Friday afternoon, right before Shabbos. Um, the uh, Litvaks will often sing it before um, davening. The Chassidim say it as well. And um, I'm not sure what the Sephardim do. They probably say it also before Shabbos and... And then we, uh, um, everyone generally says it at third meal, Yedid Nefesh. Now, first of all, Yedid Nefesh is similar to Megillah Esther in that God's name is hidden in it. And the way it's hidden is with the Yud and the Hey and the Vav and the Hey, because you'll see the first stanza begins with a Yud. The second stanza begins with a, um, with a Hey. And uh, so Yud, and then, uh, sorry, it's over there. Yod begins with a Yod, and then a Hey, and then a Vav, and then a Hey. So the Yedid Nefesh has actually God's name inside it. And, but at the meantime, it doesn't, can you take your phone, please? I've been holding it since it rang. The, um, the Yedid Nefesh is, uh, it doesn't have God's name except for one little mention of, um, uh, right here it says God's name, uh, Ona, Ona Kelna, but it's a more of a generic name of God, Kel. Anyway, so, so let's go into it and see what this little prayer is all about. So first of all, God's name's hidden, and I wonder what that's all about. So why would God's name be hidden inside this, this little love song to God? So the reason is, is because God's hidden. So it's just like Megillah, that God's hidden in creation. Because the only way there could be you is if God hides. That's why, that's why when Moses asked on Mount Sinai to actually see God himself, God said, Adam vachai, that, that no man can see me and live. Because if you saw God, you wouldn't see anything else. That's all you'd see. Because the only reason you exist is God's hiddenness. So Yadid Nefesh is a love song to, to our hidden love, which is God. God's the hidden love that we love. And um, and so how does it work? So life works based on desire. So desire is the first and foremost of everything. The Brooklyn Bridge is made of desire. It's the desire of people to go from Brooklyn to Manhattan quicker. Airplanes are made of desire because people want to fly around the world to get somewhere faster. Everything's made of desire. Your clothing's made of the desire of designers to make their living with their creativity. The desire of seamstresses or seamstress to to make, use their hands to make a living 
and the, feed, the desire to feed their families. Everything comes from desire. Your own flesh is made of the desire for of your parents for one another. Every single thing in the physical world is made of desire. Now, desire is the attribute of cor- the crown, which is called keter, which is the corona, the crown on God's head. And that's uh, that's all about desire. And people, unfortunately, lose their desire. You know, they, they, you can quickly lose desire in this world. Let me make a bracha. My team, Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech Oyelam Shachol Nivrava. One of the big issues with desire is people lose their desire, and there's many reasons why. But one of the secrets to maintaining your desire is to to desire something you can never achieve, and there's uh, things for sure you can never achieve. Maybe three. So one thing that you can never achieve is the is to have closeness with God. What do I mean by that? I mean, you can get close to God, but you are going to want to get closer and closer and closer. You, there's never a point where like, I'm close to God, man. We're, we're that close. You know, we're like this. God. So you can never get that close, and therefore you can desire it your whole life, and you never run out of, out of yearning and, and pining for God. Another one that you can never get is Torah. Like every single Torah scholar, even the biggest Torah scholar of a generation, is embarrassed that you call him rabbi because if you only met his rabbi who passed away 30 years ago, then you'd never call him rabbi. So, uh, hey guys, hey Rafael on uh, Facebook and Sharon Ister and Yitz and Malka, thanks for joining me on uh, on the Facebook Live, Benji. And, oh, we got Stephen Barr as well. Stephen, we got to speak. And... Uh, Anyway, Elliot and Rachel, thanks for joining me. And also everybody on uh, Zoom. You guys rock. Okay? So um, make sure your phone is muted if there's any noise in the background there. All right. So moving on. Now, the um, so the whole beginning is about desire. And that's, you did nefesh of Rahman. The the um, beloved of my soul, the f- merciful Father, draw your servant. That's me. Draw your servant, El to your Ratzon. So there you see the word Ratzon. That's the word desire. Uh, Ratzon, by the way, is numerical value three forty six with the numerical same numerical value as um, as Shmo, which is the whole his name. Shmo is his name, which is uh, the whole purpose of creation. It's to come to the messianic era, where where that'll be Laman Shmo, maybe Goyalim Laman Shmo for the sake of his name. So Shmo, his name is three forty six also. So Ratzon, his desire, that's the crown attribute, is three forty six, and so is Shmo. Also Korim, when we bow down, when we get drawn to our knees, because God closed down the globe through the crown virus. The word korin is all, korim, banachnu korim. We are drawn down to our knees. That's also 346. Anyway, but the word desire is right here. You draw your your servant to your desire. That your your servant um, will will run toward you like a like a deer, like a gazelle. Yishtachva mul hadarecha, and and I and he, meaning your servant, will bow down, will fall to his face. 
before or toward Mul, toward Hadar, the, the Hadur, the, the Hidur, the, the beauty of God. Yerav Loi Yudidoi Secha, that uh, bring uh, a deep, bring a deep, Yerav, um, uh, sweeten, sweeten. Your your um, your uh, belovedness, sweeten your your love. more delicious than the finest of all things, and the and the uh, and the vecholta'am and all all deliciousness. So that's the first one. It's all about desire. So tell me, what are the two things that we most desire? What are the two things that people desire that are the biggest traps in in life? So the two traps of desire, the biggest traps of all, are reproduction and survival. And it's the same for plants and animals, and, and amphibians, and fish, and fowl, and every single thing in the creation. Reproduction, survival, reproduction, survival. That's what it's all about. And you'll notice Judaism has a lot of laws around reproduction and survival, because those two things need to be brought under control. So there's a lot of laws about all around, you know, people interact interactions amongst genders, and a big mound of laws around money, laws of money and honesty and business and stuff. And so that's because those are the two things that need to be kept in check because everyone desires reproduction and survival. We're built for it. It's instincts. It's 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 built in built into the animal soul. And so the second paragraph of how God, God, our beloved, is hidden inside creation, the second one is, is, the, um, is about the desire for reproduction. So, How beautiful is the glow of the world. My soul is, is, is sick for you. I mean, I'm, I'm lovesick for for your love. So now you see the word love is right there. So we're talking about now, but now what is, what is, there's something called fallen love, which is called ahava nefula, ahava nefula, fallen love, ahava nefula. What's ahava nefula? Is it the highest of all attributes? There's a fallen nature of it. So the highest attribute, for example, of love, the fallen nature of it is, is znus, is, is illicit uh, is illicit, intimate uh, contact. That's the, uh, that's the fallen love. And so, when my when someone's desire is not for God, but their desire is just to fulfill their desires in this world, so then they wind up in um, in a situation where where they are um, they wind up in a situation where where they, you know, basically are blowing it. Whereas here, this whole paragraph's about, well, God's hidden, so I could blow it, but I'm going to remember that there's a God, and that's my desire, and that's, my, that's where my love goes. That's, that I take all that desire for connectivity among, you know, between one and another, and I, I direct all of that to God. Heal it, God. And there shall be seen... Uh, just the the splendor, the beauty, or the deliciousness, the sweetness of your of your glow, 
and then I will be strong and I will be healed. Meaning, meaning all the loves that I could fall into that are forbidden loves, the fallen loves, um, will be healed. And then I'll have true joy. Because you all know, like, like people who fall into stupid loves wind up, they're miserable characters, just miserable characters, and spend all their time, you know, chewing people's ears off over what they've been through. Third paragraph is going to be, obviously, about survival. The second paragraph was about reproduction, and the third paragraph is going to be about survival. Vasik, ancient one, Yehemu Narachamecha, bring forth your your um, your compassion. V'chusana, and have, have mercy. Please have mercy, on the, uh, on your, on your beloved, um, um, on the son of your beloved, which I guess would be our mothers, or maybe our fathers. Ki because so much have I desired, and here the word desire is niksof niksafti kesef, ksufin. What's Kesef? Kesef's money. Kesef's money, right? Kesef's, you know, silver. And so one of the definitions, one of the words in Hebrew for desire is, is silver. Money, Kesef. Niksef, Niksafti. Why is it talking about money? Because it's talking about survival now, and survival for human beings isn't, you know, isn't, uh, you know, attacking a, a water buffalo if you're a lion. For human beings, money is our survival. To see the, the, the beauty of, of your strength. And then we say, These what, What's the word chamda? Where do you know the word chomed? It's talking about the tenth commandment. Not to desire the... the Stuff of your your neighbor. Don't desire their stuff. It's the tenth of the ten commandments. libi. This is the my desire, my heart. Have mercy and don't hide anymore. Because what's been going on? All of this world is God's hiddenness. This whole world's made of the hidden God, and. What we're asking God is stop hiding. Stop hiding. Let us see you. Let us have you. We want the intimacy. We want the connection. So, Elechanda Libi. And it's specifically using the word Losachmoid because when you're in your physical desires, so you just want, you just want all the stuff in the world. You want all the successes in the world financially. And finally, the last line is, the line where we like get down to the bottom of it, we say, Higalena, reveal yourself, please. Higalena. So why, why is this whole world here? Because God's hidden. So the last line we're asking God, reveal yourself, please. Please reveal yourself. Enough of this already. We want to see you. And just like Adam and Eve could see through creation, we want to see. We want to have a relationship like that where we see you. We can see right through this place. So that's Higalena. Reveal it to us. And spread out your love upon me. The the sukkah, the the canopy of your of your um, of your peace. It's canopy of peace. And then what's the next word? Talk.
ear. Put light, ta'ir, the word for or is light. Word for light is or. Ta'ir is you make light. Please make light. Ta'ir eretz michvoidecha. Make the earth full of light of your glory. Now the word kavod, the word glory in Hebrew, means shechina, hidden in this world. There's certain words that in Hebrew that are code words for the hiddenness of God's glory, God's uh, presence in this world. Because don't forget, there's only God. You know, just because He's acting it into existence, and so there's various words that dis- that are that are descriptive of God's hiddenness, His presence hidden inside the things. Uh, one of those is the word baruch. Another one is shame, like God's names, because the whole world's made of His names, and so that's the how God's hidden inside the names, all those different names. Sorry, not the names of God, meaning meaning literally like in, my tea is made of names of God, but I can't see it, so I, I, I'm not able to, to see it. Now we're asking, remove the veil so I can see it. Don't for, Remember I mentioned Adam and Eve. Adam would name all the animals because he could see it. He could literally see See the connect, in the, see the oneness of God and everything, and got all the names that everything's made of, and then name the things. That's why Hebrew is all, the whole thing's just names of God. The whole Torah, it's just names, it's names, it's names. Now we don't see it, and we read a story, but Kabbalists, they're reading all they're seeing is names the whole time. It's all just names of God. Now, um, um. So we say Torah Eretz Michwadecha. So, so what's Eretz? Eretz means the earth, which is considered like the most uh, physical, the most mundane. But we're asking that God should show His Spirit not just, not just in the temple or the wall or Jerusalem or things like that. God's actually, God's actually. We're, we're asking God to show His. Glory in the physical, the most physical, like the most material. We're asking him to shine his light into there. And by the way, notice the word Eretz there. Eretz is the word desire. The root of the word desire is it's, it's one of the unique two-letter roots in Hebrew. Most roots in Hebrew are three letters, and Eretz is two-letter root. And the, the root of Eretz is, is just rats, which means to run, right? Because it's the key to motivation. How do you, how do you, why would you ever run for anything? And the answer is if you want it enough, you'll run for it. You know, if you want something, you will run for it. And that's why the root of the word Eretz is this, is just Reish Tzadik, which means to run. Running has, is the same root. It's just Reish Tzadik, ruts. And so that's very important to know, by the way, because, because there's a lot of people who lack motivation. And that's because they haven't pinpointed what they want. And if you don't know what you want, you're not going to be able to run there very fast. And also, if you want, might have been behind you, meaning if you missed it, you passed it. So why would you run? You might be running, uh, whatever speed you're running is the opposite direction where you need to go. So it could be you passed it already. So how can you run? And and therefore, we we have to be really careful to pinpoint what we want if we want to hook up our motivation. And by the way, if you're not motivated, you probably haven't found what you want. Like, you know, like uh, Bono of YouTube said... And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. So it could be you haven't found what you're looking for. You better find it. And and that's what I was saying at the very beginning is make what you're looking for the eternal. And then you never you never get there. You know, Shlomo Kalimbach had a great rhyme, a great poem. 
that is like this. It says, if, if I desire bread, I'll steal. If I desire God, I give. If I desire bread, I will lie. If I desire God, I tell the truth. If I desire bread, I'll kill. If I desire God, I give life. If I desire bread, I'm so empty. But if I desire God, I'm so full. It's one of the only things that fills. That's it. If not the thing that fills. And and so and so now how do you bring in how do you bring in um, sur- reproduction and survival? The answer is reproduce with someone who has the same goal of connection to God. And it's almost like your your connection's almost secondary, so to speak, because God's really doing all this through you. Everything's happening with God. But it's like your your personal connection with with your love is in in the physical sense, meaning in marriage, is secondary to love of Hashem. And that's why the word Ish and Isha have God's name in it. Ish is with a Yud and Isha is with a He. And that's the name Yud and He, like Hallelujah, Yud and He. And uh, the word for man is Ish, and the word for woman is Isha. And that becomes, that becomes... Now, by the way, if you take God out of it, then you get the ego of the man and the ego of the woman. Well, if you remove the yud from the ish and remove the hay from isha, you get fire, ash, and ash, fire and fire, fire against fire. Is uh, you don't want that. You want God to be number one. That's that's the whole goal. You make God your the end, meaning the goal. Then uh, then you will have. Uh, you also find your soulmate a lot better because you probably have stupid reasons for why you're interested in whomever you're interested in. Whereas uh, if you just put your interest in God, so he'll worry about who you're supposed to marry. Mm. Okay. And uh, put your interest in God. So that's what we're saying is God put light put light into your into your um, glory then we will have joy and, and be happy in you right, our happiness is in God and please quickly bring your love because the time has come and, and, and have uh, find grace in me like in the t- in the days of old, when uh, you know when Adam and Eve had not yet eaten from the fruit and they could see through everything and everything was totally connected. So, yeah, so that's Yedid Nefesh, and and we usually say it in the dark, which is amazing because because I mean today we have electricity, but there are still people who set their timers that they should go off during third meal, but we usually say in the dark and third meal and. And what is happening in the in that time? So that's the time. Third meal of Shabbat is the time where where it's because the seven days of creation always mirror the actual Genesis creation. So what is that time of third meal? We wash before the sundown and we say the blessing after the meal after you know the sundown after the stars come out. What is that time? That's the time when God desired the crown desired to create the world. That was the time of, right, if you look in Genesis, right before God 
you know, said, uh, you know, in, in the beginning, you know, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, before the beginning of God creating the heavens and the earth was God's desire to create it. That's desire. And so that's why third meal in the Kabbalists call third meal Ravadaravan, which means desire of desires, because you're aligning yourself now with God's desire to create the world. And that's when we and that's when we sing the song Yedid Nefesh, because there is the song about the desire, the desire for who, for the hidden God, for God who's hidden inside the entire love song. Okay, everybody. Uh, lots of blessings. Please uh, forward, subscribe, share. Uh, join in my club, RabbiYomTov.com. Um, go online to that. And uh, thanks for being part of everything I do. And uh, yeah, we're starting the men's refresher course uh, right now on Zoom. Men's refresher course. Please be part of that for the possible graduates. And for the first time, we're letting anyone. We're letting anyone join that particular group. Blessings. Rabbi, would you listen to the WhatsApp I sent you just a minute before? Who's that, Schumann? Yes. Yeah, I can listen to that. Hold on one sec. Thank you. Let me just see everybody. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.